Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Infuego. It's a solo show again for me and for everyone else out there just because, well, we're trying to deal with uh, kind of a new normal when we're recording and uh, we'll get everyone once we figure out a situation where we can get everyone recorded. I got some plans in the hopper, but uh, we'll get that all figured out soon. But until then, it'll be me talking a little bit and uh, sharing some stories and some uh, audio from all of us. But thank you for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, you can still do so via social media and uh, also an email, bjgeeknation at gmail.com. You can find all of that information and more at bjgeeknation.com. For today's show, we're going to talk with one of my favorite authors. Well, he's a comic book writer, but now he's also an author. I'll actually uh, get into maybe some of the fun things that you can do while you're uh, staying at home and keeping yourself safe and uh, doing a little bit of the the gaming while on quarantine and some random lists and all those different fun things that we've got out there. Now, uh, without any further ado, I feel that we should get to Neil Bailey. You may remember Neil. We've had him on previously and now he does have a new Kickstarter project. With us today is Neil Bailey, which you may remember from, gosh, man, it's been a little while now for uh, Curate Ipsum. Uh, it's, uh, how you been? I've uh, been all right. Been busy writing the book. I know. I noticed this. And right now out on Kickstarter, we've got Oh My Soul, which I, I loved it when you uh, even just uh, shot me a message and was like, hey, man, I want to get on and talk about this because uh, I wrote a book about punching Nazis. And I thought, wow, that uh, that's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the video says, that's a very reductive way to look at a book I worked for two years on, but it's absolutely everything it's about to. So. So this is about a uh, a man named Hal Taylor. Uh, tell me a little bit about Hal Taylor, man. Yes, Hal is Hal is the prototypical trailer park detective. It's like you take Rockford and you dumbed him down about two notches, but you added his uh, added even a little bit more tenacity than Rockford, I would even say. And essentially, he's a dude who uh, gets by by hoisting engines and doing odd jobs for old grannies who you know, like I call them rope zombies in the book. But essentially, he goes around, he screws in light bulbs, he picks up uh, people who have been hitting kids and knocks them around a little bit. He just always falls into things that are bigger than himself a little bit. And so how does a man go from uh, go from the trailer park uh, beatdowns, as it were, to uh, to punching uh, punching on Nazis? Well, see, this is really, really a lot less complicated than it should be. He goes to the bar, he has a drink, he gets a little drunk. And he punches and punches a Nazi off a moving motorcycle. You know, like he's basically sitting there at his. He's got this home bar it's called the Last Shot, and uh, he he he's having a drink, and a Nazi comes in and starts insulting his friend, and so he basically punches him off the motorcycle, and they have a big fight in the parking lot, and the police come. It's the whole thing, and you know, <laughs> predictably, the rest of the Nazis get mad, and instead of going, "Oh crap, it's a whole bunch of Nazis," and running for his life, he he, he basically pounds about three or four of them, and. 
and ends up saying, you know, I'll take you all on. Come on. And, and it's not because he's got a death wish. He just, you know, that's how. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to step up sometimes and you realize maybe, like you said, sometimes things are bigger than you. But sometimes you just need to kind of either defend your own property or defend yourself when it comes down to it. And if it's uh, a bunch of pizza, pizza, a piece of crap pizza people, then, uh, well, what's the problem? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and there's, this, there's this great line in the book I'm pretty pleased with. You know, he's sitting there. It, 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 it's not like it's a plan necessarily for how. But, uh, you know, they've, they've been pushing him a little bit too hard and too far and something bad happens. And he's sitting there and he's like, give me a drink, Yates. And, and Yates is his bartender and his constant pal and essentially um, his closest friend. And, and he's, he's like, I got to get out of here quick. And Yates is like, why? And he's like, the clock's running. And he's like, oh, what? And he goes, premeditation. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's how to a T. You know, he, he doesn't really think it through, but he just keeps going out and, you know, busting these guys up. And, and it gets worse and worse and worse. And it's got a bit of a comedic bend. But it's also serious as well. It's one of those ones that kind of walks the line like that. So. Nice. And I mean, with all of those things, a lot of times the humor will diffuse the situation. But you want to get into a good noir crime thriller type thing on this. And this sounds amazing. And right now, you can go to Kickstarter.com. And if you just search for Oh My Soul, I mean, we've got the links up on our social media as well. So people can check it out that way. The Kickstarter is up right now. And uh, it goes for uh, it goes for a little while. We're uh, a couple of days into it right now. But go check it out because this is something that Neil has been working on. How long have you been working on this book? Oh, this book is uh, the second in the series. So I've been working about two years at this point, a year and a half, two years, all said and told. Wow, wow. And so do you plan, I mean, obviously uh, you want this Kickstarter to fund and you want to get it out there, but do you plan to do more books in this series as well? Oh, yeah. Most of my characters are serious characters. and This is the second Hal, but it's not going to be the, the last. It's going to be at least 10 as things are planned. Provided I live that long. <laughs> oh, gosh, I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, and right now, I mean, to be perfectly honest, if people want to get off of social media and, you know, maybe put their phones down for a little bit because they can get a real tiresome with all of that stuff out there. Pick up a book, people. It works really well. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an escape, too. I mean, how is, how is my me saying this is my way out of this social media morass because eventually you see the Nazis everywhere and how's going to do something about it where I can. So. <laughs> exactly. And uh, you have different tiers on this Kickstarter. You want to uh, throw some, uh, some of the information out there for our people? Sure. Yeah. Well, essentially it's, this is my third novel that I'm, that I'm releasing here. I have, uh, I have the, the, the basics, which is where you get the book itself and where you have the book that's personalized. And then I've got versions that's got that uh, versions that's got. Wow, there's the big Englishman. No, that I've got a version that has. <laughs> I've got a version that has both novels, the first and the second, because this is the second. And I see that stressing that absolutely that it is not a book that you need to have read the first to enjoy because it's a standalone. But if you want to read the first, it augments the second certainly. And so that's the uh, the one fist of iron and one fist of steel here. And then I've got a version um, where you can get Glory, which is another standalone novel that's going to become a series character, um, all three of them, for $40. And then the final big shebang is Hal Taylor himself is going to write you a poorly scrawled, um, ele nearly illegible letter ranting about Nazis trailer park politics and that that one run you a hundred bucks <laughs> and i think uh at that point especially if you do end up going big on that one um if mm -hmm. you do get that i would uh say hey 
backer uh, frame it, put it up on your wall, so that way people just don't look at it around your house and be uh, wondering uh, what you're doing in your spare time. You can just say it's oh, yeah. people, actual book memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they find it, they will ask you about your friend, and you will you will probably face spurn at both work and in the general population. So, so many different questions that you don't need to ask or have to answer on that one. Absolutely. And one of the things I also love, Neil, is the fact that you are a Kickstarter veteran. So um, people don't have to worry about your stuff. I mean, obviously, unforeseen circumstances withstanding, but you've put out a children's book, 13 trades, just a bunch of other projects. So you know the ins and outs of Kickstarter. You know how to make it happen and get the book into the hands of the people who want to back it. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I've printed all kinds of, I think this is my 11th book that I've printed for myself. And I always use professional copy editors and I have a professional layout guy. So it's not like a typical project where, you know, you may be working on someone, someone who's figuring out their, their, their footing. Um, I've been indie for a long, long time now, but you know, the biggest factor I think in, in whether or not I'm going to be able to deliver is that outside of all these projects, I myself have backed like I think the number was 53 projects I just listed the yeah, other day. Yeah. So, yeah. I know this thing all too well of like when you when you buy a thing and then no one delivers. But, you know, for all of these projects, I think this is my fifth or sixth. I, I've never been late by the deadline for more than a month, save one, when uh, my, my my penciler for Kurt Ipsum was in, the, in a uh, terrorist fight with the uh, – in the not not in a terrorist fight. I was like, "Whoa, dude!" Over his yeah, no, no, that would be a lot more exciting. I don't have that exciting a story. But um, <laughs> when terrorists essentially raided his city and took over, and he physically couldn't get to the mailbox without putting his life in danger, and I was like, "Yeah, we can be late for our packages for that." <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, yeah, an extraordinary <laughs> circumstance at that point. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm pretty sure any backer is going to be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no worries." <laughs> yeah, and they were. They absolutely were. Otherwise, I would have been like, "You can have your money back." <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, gosh. Um, right now, yeah. like I said, it is Oh My Soul, a mystery slash thriller thriller novel. Again, I can also speak as well. Uh, this is going on Kickstarter, and it ends on April 17th. So whenever you're listening to this, because we're going to be putting out this a bunch to make sure everybody gets uh, gets the word out. If it's not April 17th yet, go there and back it. And uh, if it is after April 17th, well, shoot Neil a message and, uh, you know, maybe he's got some books out there that he can uh, send to you or you can buy. Where can people find some of your other stuff, dude? Uh, if you go to my personal website, which is neilbailey.com, just like it sounds, with an N-E-A-L, because I've got the weird spelling. Um <laughs> Yeah, you go there. There's a place called The Shop, and you can get up with, hooked up with stuff after the Kickstarter. You can get hit, uh, hooked up with stuff that's not related to the Kickstarter. There's a whole bunch of stuff, and every bit of it goes to uh, wiping away my, let's call it, writing debt, terribly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we artists, we, we everyone's like, you've got something published. You're rolling in dough. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Is that how that works? Just go get you know <laughs> and i mean seriously at this time i mean we're having fun right now but like with anybody who is doing either freelance or indie comics or any sort of indie creativity stuff the best thing you can do right now is help them on their projects because a lot of people if they were supplementing their income in a different way a lot of that has been wiped out and especially during right now like the convention season there's nothing going on. So this is a really good way to help someone out who is doing uh, indie work and trying to get out there and be creative. So Neil, 
I love the fact that you're putting your you know your, your your feet to the ground on this and you're just going through with this and making sure to get this backed up because we need those creatives out there making this stuff. Yeah, and absolutely. I, I want to reiterate, reiterate. I would love to reiterate your point, if only I could speak, um, that <laughs> that people people in the arts right now are going to be hurting and suffering. So if you if you listen to my book's uh, summary and you're like, I don't want that, please go out there and support somebody in the arts right now because we're all just going to be starving and suffering because we don't have any sick leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like really. And I mean, if this is something that might not be for you, but you know somebody that it is, share it with them. Let them know. Let people know about this stuff. Spread the word because, I mean, we've got this gigantic thing of social media out there. Instead of bitching about one thing or another, try to help some other people out and uh, definitely help out Neil Bailey. Neil. uh, Thank you. Hey, man, thank you for coming on and talking with us today, and uh, good luck with this. We'll spread it on our social media as well to make sure that people will get it, and uh, good luck, buddy. Yeah, thank you very kindly. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much, Neil. Again, this project is called Oh My Soul, a mystery thriller novel by Neil Bailey. Uh, And as of right now, of this recording, as of today, congratulations. Boom, he hit that goal. But... There's still time to uh, go ahead and get this going because it's going on until Friday, April 17th. There are going to be stretch goals. And so the first stretch goal, which is already done, if they reach $2,000, well, they will put in every physical order... Order of the Eye of the Lesbian Hawk Biker Patch. So it will be a patch that you can get. So this is kind of a, kind of amazing. Check all of that out. If you just search for Oh My Soul or Neil Bailey on Kickstarter, super easy to find, but we'll post it all of that on all of our social media as well. Now, I know that a lot of people are trying to figure out how to do certain things. I know BJ's trying to figure out how to board game, um, and some people I have noticed are board gaming from afar, which is kind of fun. Uh, if you just think about it, a lot of people are setting up like Skype sessions or Discord sessions or you know using Zoom to uh, even just put the board game on a screen so people can play it through that way. Some of the other games are a lot of fun if you're just doing like word games or maybe like a Cards Against Humanity type or Apples to Apples. You can do that along those lines. Myself, uh, I normally have an in-home Dungeons and Dragons game. And so I want this one to be, you know, in my house and with uh, with my friends locally to have some fun with that. Well, obviously, that's not going to be a thing happening. We need to socially distance. That means everybody needs to stay in their own homes. So what did we do? Well, I just talked about Discord, and we're just putting in for Discord, and also, if you've never used it, Roll20.net is a really awesome thing that I use on my normal games on Tuesday for board gaming, or not for board gaming, but for just Dungeons and Dragons, uh, because when we're playing that game, everyone is from afar. I've got a friend down in Oregon who plays with us, and so we get it all set up that way. Now, this is a whole new thing in terms of me actually trying to DM the game, so I'm learning the ropes on Roll20. The fun part was, for my Eberron game, I was able to turn it into more of just a RP session, and we went by the honor code because you can do something like uh, roll twenty. You can see everybody's dice rolls because it's done via the the app itself on the web page. But now, what basically I've done is like, hey, we'll just use the honor system. I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm going to trust all of you to go ahead and uh, not screw up those rolls for me and uh, make that happen. But it was a good way. It was a good release. It was a good way to ignore the problems uh, of anything that's going on outside of your own home and. De- Delve into a magical world where there are problems that you can kind of solve or at least progress the game. So we did a RP 
heavy session of our uh, D&D game, and now I need to learn how to do Roll20 to make sure that that's going to happen and how we can uh, go ahead and figure out how to play it because there's a lot of fun DM tools on that, but most of the time I'm just sitting there using only my character and not setting up anything behind the scenes and getting up into the next session, it's going to be a gigantic battle, so I've got to figure out all of that. But, you know, let me know what you guys have been doing out there. Uh, Good ways to alleviate the boredom, geek style. I know a lot of people are out there just playing video games, online games. I've been doing that as well with Fallout. And I also found a really kind of a fun uh, little mention about gaming and video gaming. Frogger, NBA Jam, and Guitar Hero are now on the short list for the Video Game Hall of Fame. The Strong National Museum of Play has just named the 12 games which have been shortlisted for this year's World Video Game Hall of Fame. Now, they nominate games that have significantly impacted the video game industry, popular culture, or society, and this is actually a pretty good uh, group of uh, games. Now, here is the list of the finalists in alphabetical order, so, you know, not to deem which one is better or worse than any of them. Number one, Bejeweled, the cross-platform game that was, you know, match the three jewels, Boom, they crush. Congratulations, you win a prize. We've got a billion different levels and a super addicting mobile game. Uh, I've played it and it's spawned a ton of different uh, copycats because, I mean, the match three thing isn't anything that's uh, outside of the norm. And we've seen these type of games in the past with like uh, Tetris or even like a Dr. Mario. Uh, This one just kind of took it to uh, the next extreme. The next one on this list, Centipede, uh, 1981 from Atari, uh, also in the arcade. The arcade versions were amazing because they had the little rolly balls. Uh, Not a whole lot of games now use those specialized joysticks, so that's kind of fun. Another one that was an arcade machine from 81, Frogger. Oh, Frogger. Everyone, anyone who uh, has even remotely known about video games knows about Frogger. Nintendo 64 in 1997 put out the next one on our list, GoldenEye 007. Oh, man. How many times have you remember going back there, playing that game, and uh, usually up all night, slumber party with the friends, getting into fights about it? Oh, if they brought that one to online, oh, that would be fantastic. And a little-known trick... I don't know if it's a trick or not, but maybe even like a hard mode. If you went like one-on-one, so you would just be, uh, instead of the four-player, you just went two-player, you could set up the controllers, so you would actually be holding a Nintendo controller in both hands, and because of the way the Z-trigger and the uh, joystick worked, you could have one joystick be the move-and-shoot, and then the other one being the look around, and it was a great way to, almost like looking back at it, it looked like kind of like the old Wii controllers. So it was a really neat thing to be able to do that with uh, one-on-one death matches and stuff like that. The next one on this list, 2005 Guitar Hero. And uh, man, I know that Guitar Hero was the one that started all of this and made all of those instrument games really stand out just by turning the controller into a guitar. It really got you into that. But I feel that Rock Band would be the one that really pushed it all because, I mean, they still have the Rock Band library out there. I've got literally over 800 songs on my uh, downloaded list because of how awesome it is. So that's another one that's on there. I didn't play 
play this one so much, but it was a, it was one of those visual, almost like a uh, an evolved text-based adventure. King's Quest, 1984. Most of the time it was on the computer. Number seven, Minecraft. Again, 2009. This is another one of those game changers. It turned uh, people being able to, it was almost mixing Lego and world building and being able to have someone, you know, you can just go out and maybe you don't have a lot going on and you don't have the room to build a huge Lego setup or any of those sort of things. Minecraft was the way to do it. 1993, saw NBA Jam, another one on this list. Very, very fun game. And I was just talking with uh, some people, and I was like, I know since we don't have a lot of the sports going on right now, in fact, mostly not any of them, I know that uh, the NASCAR drivers are using a special video game simulation to run races. And I was just telling people that I was like, hey, maybe we could just get, you know, uh, the teams for the NBA to play NBA Jam, choose your champions, and then at that point in time, you've got maybe four, uh, you know, two on two, so four players playing, and that's how they do the whole season. I don't think it'll work out. I mean, I don't think they're going to want to be doing that, but I've seen Madden on ESPN, so why not this? <laughs> uh, number nine on this list, again, alphabetically, so the number doesn't really matter that much, Nokia Snake. And I mean, one of the first mobile games because it came out in 1997, but also one of the most addicting. Uncharted 2 from the PlayStation in 2009 makes that. And then Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? One of those learning games where you learn about geography, but I personally loved it. I also really, really loved the uh, PBS show. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And it, an interesting point on this. I was watching the Warriors the other day, and Warriors, come out and play, yay! Just trying to find something else to watch, and the lady who uh, does the DJ work in that movie, you only see her, like, her mouth and I think maybe her fingers when she talks into the microphone. She's actually the, the chief in Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. I was like, I recognize that name somewhere, and I had to look it up. So <laughs> that's the double, or that's the dozen list for this. Again, the short list of the Video Game Hall of Fames. Last year's inductees were Colossal Cave Adventure, which is, which is an old one, Microsoft Solitaire. I mean, I still play Solitaire on the toilet. Sorry, probably too much information. Mortal Kombat and Super Mario Kart. Other classics in the hall include Pong, Tetris, World of Warcraft, Super Mario Brothers, and Pac-Man. So lots of stuff out there. Lots of interesting little games out there. But, I mean, I want to hear either your selection for the best and uh, what you've got and what your idea is in that terms. Uh, maybe just let us know if you think that there's a video game that should be in the Video Game Hall of Fame that is not that is not getting the respect it deserves. I would love to hear all of those. Hit us up on social media. You can do so. Just go to bjgeeknation.com. You can find all of our links, or you can email us, email us at bjgeeknation at gmail.com. And until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.